I'm Jake Mansell with HJ Sports, and today we're going to go over our new sites within the Tetra line for 2022. So new for 2022, we actually came out with a new way to mount your scope housing to the infinite adjust bracket. No longer do you have to worry about your vertical adjustments uh, intertwining with the second axis adjustments. So as you'll see on the scope housing, uh, there's actually an additional brick. You can either mount that to the inside of the riser or to the outside of the riser. We recommend that for most traditional bows, you mount that to the inside of the riser and for any sort of sight that you're gonna mount in line with the bow to use the outside. Just flip that around um, and mount it to the outside of the riser. So within each of the product categories, we have the Tetra Max, the Tetra, and then the Tetra LT. As always, our Tetra line of sights come in four different scope housing size options, an inch and three eighths, an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarters, and then also our four pin housing, which is an inch and three quarters. We also offer a 10 thousandths pin and a 19 thousandths pin for both single pin and four pin options. On the Tetra itself, we once again have micro adjustments as well as your macro gain adjustments for left and right. For your vertical adjustments on your Tetra bow sight, you'll want to use the screw right here on the infinite adjust rail and the screw below that. You'll just loosen those and slide it up and down. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra bow sight is the integrated scope ring that has a built-in level. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra site is the ability to take a 2500 blue burst light. This is an added on accessory, but you can actually put that on there to add light to your pin or to reduce light. With that, we also have mechanical rheostat, which is an exclusive feature to HHA on the Tetra line. You'll be able to turn in the rheostat if you want to dim the light, and then you'll also be able to turn it out if you want to let more light in. Also on our 2022 Tetra line bow sights, the Tetra comes in either a fixed frame, our Hunter Edition frame, or it comes on a four to eight inch adjustable dovetail. All HHA products are 100% made and sourced in the USA, and they carry a 100% lifetime warranty. For any more questions, please visit our website at www.hjsports.com. Hello, we're at the ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens. It still has our momentum management compressible blade technology. So the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed. Uh, in flight, it's one inch by inch and a quarter. Another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like. So swap the tip out, get you 125 grains instead of 100, which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place roll those blades up and then it's a click and another click on the other side it's completely set in will not prematurely deploy will not rattle free solid containment 100 percent deployment every time so we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time so that's what's new for vip this year Welcome back, guys. This podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company, a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits. The true secret to living is giving. And don't forget to join the RPG Coffee Club today. Don't wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each month with our coffee club. been moving no worries man uh ben and i have been talking we've been live on youtube and kind of been branching out trying to uh get more monetization and get more content out there for the listeners since uh since i've been doing it now i'm coming up on 150 episodes but uh got one right now in the chamber that i'm trying to get uploaded but currently soundcloud is having some issues 
with some RSS feeds. So it's been kind of a rough go for the last uh, 72 hours because I recorded a my very first all-female podcast. And it was there just – it was an opportunity for them to discuss what's been upsetting them and what they'd like to see change. And it's a really good conversation. And this is the one I actually only was on like – maybe five minutes total. I just allowed the, the ladies to take over, let my wife Alicia take over and, and discuss everything that's been going on. Like we talked about s- sexism, misogyny, uh, bow issues, technology issues and such. And so, and then like a couple of them voiced their uh, grievances regarding certain contests like TAC, uh, uh, some of the fields that actually have a woman's tea box, I guess you want to say. And then something like they want to, eliminate that aspect because we they all brought up really solid points and i told them that when you put a weapon whether it be a bow or a gun in, in anybody's hands they just become they just 10x themselves and putting these limitations like only allowing them to be in their own subcategories like let them be hunters let them be part of the grander scheme because they put in as much work as we do they may not be able to draw back our 60 70 80 pound bows but you they practice and they get uh, their their craft zoned in. They're be able to nail it without any issues. Hey, we've had fifty four bucks centered uh, this this year, and the leader is a female. Yeah. No kidding. One eighty seven two eight from Nebraska. Ne- Nebraska giant. Oh, that's fantastic, man. And Nebraska's no joke for trying to get a buck out there because it's it's all open fields and they got to play the ravines. They got a bunch of different different types of terrain out there oh definitely yeah big state yeah that's i gotta plan i gotta plan turkey hunts next march because nebraska has a three week long season for bow hunters only so you pretty much have all access to all the land to yourself so which is like Mm -hmm. this is freaking this is pretty cool we got several of us that there's three of us that are going to, we've all got kind of gathered together. We got one guy coming from Green Bay, got myself here on the cross. Then we're swinging out to pick up a buddy of mine in South Dakota and Sioux Falls. Nice thing. He's on the way. So I got a camper. Everything's, everything's, everything's kind of lining up. All the ducks are starting to work out, but we, we still have to get a hotel. We still got to get a campsite reserved, which that's going to come next month because we can only, book a site six months out so this uh, way then you it keeps people from keeping the, the same registration or res- reservation right. every year so it's pretty cool when's the season out there um last week of march it starts and then it ends oh, the second so really week of april early. wow yes. really early it is it early. but they get warm rather rapidly too i mean we'll we're nebraska, we're up here nebraska yeah. can be tough it, i've been there twice trying to kill mule deer and whitetails both and uh big zero yeah it is it is no <laughs> joking out there man but the tags are not that expensive and the no, fact that it's you not, get it's a beautiful a, state exactly you, you get but the what i like about their approach is that you when you go for your mule deer tag you can get a buck tag too because they know it's going to be difficult definitely so, so matt are you going to make it out there this year no i won't hit mm-hmm. nebraska this year i drew kansas so that's going to probably take up quite a bit of my time and, and then Oklahoma and then my close Midwest states, Ohio, you know, day, like that I can make a day trip out of. And Ohio is like an extreme day trip. It's like five hours, but I have done it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. You uh, Last year, how many bucks did you end up killing? Was it five, six? Seven. Seven. Oh, man. <laughs> You're just swinging for the fences here. You're going to be uh, Babe Ruth of the outdoor world here. We get after them. I, I had the kind of a, uh, I killed some really, some deer that I was really proud of, not really high scoring deer, but like uh, my first Western grassland deer on the ground stalk. You know, I killed him. He was a really nice deer. And I, so I, I was happy with it, but I didn't have near as high scoring average as I have in years past. But, you know, all real nice, Pope and Young, some couple 140s deer. So, so you, yeah, you, you had, you had your, your one buck, your Ohio deer was one fifty, right? One fifty, and then and two one forties, and then yeah, two one forties, and then everything then your else was like one twenty five, one thirties. Yeah. Well, you but know, I'm really it, happy with my Oklahoma buck. What was that one? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was like one twenty five. Well, no, one eighteen actually. So, but, what's the story behind that one? Like two years. It's public ground. Two years. I've been there like. 
two years beforehand and messed up on some really big deer. You know, it's just ground and pound. It's just all ground hunting. I mean, it's, it's just tough. And, yeah. and I'm not, not, let's say not used to or trained in that type of hunting either. You know, I'm a Eastern stand hunter. So it, it took a little learning to finally get to where I was, you know, in, in the ballpark on deer. So like the first year is almost a, a wash. Like it took me a while to kind of get the gist of how to, how to get on those ground deer. So. Ground and pound is, is definitely a, a fun approach. So do you, do you want to elaborate on your uh, 2021 Oklahoma buck then? Uh, Cause it, it kind of got me interested because even Ben even mentioned that it's, it's a pretty <laughs> exciting story. Yeah. Like it, it was pretty wild. Like this deer, uh, he was, she was, he's running a doe. And I was like in this cedar thicket and it's, it's cedars out there, but they're about 20 foot tall. They grow in bushes, not trees like they do around the East. So, uh, like he come right by me at like, like I'm in this bush and like he come to my right side, you know, I'm right-handed shoot all to my left and like walked right by me, like seven feet away. And then like went on by and was like totally gone. And then you know, like five minutes later, they come busting back out. And like I get stood up and turn around and, and make a really like a, a bad shot on him. I hit him terrible, but I cut his, cut his artery right in his neck. He was facing away from me. And I don't know how I shot high, but, uh, I didn't think I killed him at all and started tracking just very minimal blood. And he was dead like 40 yards away. I'd cut <laughs> the artery in his throat. So, you know, that's awesome. It, it pays to track minimal minimal blood sometimes. So mm-hmm. take it oh. as far as you can in my in always. So oh, I've been in those shoes, man. When I first started out bow, uh, arrow bow hunting, horrible too. Like arrow didn't have no blood. Like it was, but that dude didn't make it no no distance. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, did when when it cut the 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 artery, did it actually did it expel out or did it pull inside? I guess it pulled inside mainly because it was not very much blood on the ground at all. I mean, it was a very sparse trail. Like I was like, well, I'm going to carry it a little ways just in case, you know, and, and like, I come around a cedar tree and he's laying there dead. I'm like, there's no way. And like, you know, so I, I was pretty stacked about that. I know the exact feeling. This guy right here behind me, I shot him at, uh, shot him up above the shoulder and the blood pulled inside the cavity. I had no blood and he jumped over onto a neighboring property where I didn't have permission to walk on. So I was walking in the dark. Basically, I just kind of st- started for where my arrow broke off and I just kind of walked straight in line. Cause when I watched him bound off until, cause there's really thick buck brush in there. So yeah. I watched him as far as I could. Then once the next morning, when I got permission to go onto the guy's land, I walked, just trailed him where I watched him jump across the Creek, jump across the trail. And luckily he's same situation tilled over 40 yards out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a definitely a roller coaster when things like that happen, you know, Oh man, and the fact I, think that that, I, I think that's like the most, I think that's the reason bow hunters are the way we are. It's such an emotional high and you can go from an emotional low to the most emotional high in, in the split second, you know? So, oh, hundred percent. And the fact that I had to, versa. yeah, <laughs> well, I had to come back the, the next shoulder day. of a giant or something, you know, is that the truth? Yeah. I had a giant, uh, this past, uh, 21 season, uh, hunting public land here in wisconsin here i had a 170 160 170 class come up and i'm the same boat i was, I was right-handed and i was in a little notch of a tree and there's no way i could completely turn around and get drawn on him he gave me a 15 yard broadside shot the best shot you could ask for and i missed him i missed oh, it man. i missed the opportunity but you know and the fact that the the, mo- the unique thing afterwards is that he didn't stomp, he didn't start with and he didn't run off. He knew he was in the clear. So he just trotted off, just giving me the tail like a middle finger, man. It was just a <laughs> really remarkable experience because he was the sixth buck that I saw that day. And most of them were all four keys, uh, uh, wow. a couple of four keys, a little small ones, but they, were, they all, I thought he was going to come follow the same way he did, but he read the script like a mature buck did. The wind was coming. I was sitting in the net. It was one of those big old oak trees. So the wind came through and went around the tree, but he came out like this and it came around me. And it's like, I was not, cause I heard him walk and uh, I just did not expect him to show up where he did. I thought he was going to show up further down where I was. He was, I had everything ranged out from 30 to 60 yards. <laughs> Never goes as planned. 
oh, isn't that the truth, man? So how is this year, guys, going? Because, I mean, you guys are crushing. Like, what is it, 60,000 followers now in the group? Uh, we, we're at 43,000, and um, we had 1,240 teams sign up. So 3,720 30, teams, I guess. Man, that's uh, 3,720 guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hunters. That is pretty cool, guys. I mean, congratulations. Building your guys as it has it been, it, building what you guys accomplished. I mean, Ben, you and I, when you and I first started hanging out, talking and stuff like that, you were just at a little six to 8,000. Now look at it. Like being able yeah, to. Yeah, it's definitely compounding. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, and it, you know, just, just like that, you know, so are, you know, so are the prizes and, opportunities for guys and stuff no it's but it's definitely compounding uh we've <clears throat> we've changed up some of our structure um everything's through the website now so it's a lot more professional than just sending Pretty an wide email wide. in yeah um uh, dan's doing a great job with the scoreboard he gets it updated you can click on the website and go into the look at the scoreboard it's a semi-live scoreboard. He'd try to update it every seven to 14 days, you know, just based off of when he can get to it. Um, he's got a full-time job like all of us, you know, um, but it's, uh, it's going really well. I mean, we're, we've, uh, we've had deer entered from Idaho, South Dakota, Nebraska, South Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina. Florida. I'm already this year. I mean, it's everywhere. Lots of Tennessee, Kentucky. Lots of Tennessee, Kentucky. That's something that I that I was really excited about this year already is the the diverse of states. We've had states enter this year that we've never had bucks enter right. from Idaho. We've never had a yeah. buck in Idaho before. Yeah, and it was and it was one of our guys that has been in the league a long time, but he's out just out there working, and he said, "I'm entering a buck for Idaho." <laughs> like it's just he was all. He's going to be out there like two, three weeks, you know. What about Taylor's um, buck? Have we ever had one in Arizona? Uh, no. Uh, Maybe. Not I many. Think we have, I think we – yeah, we had a coos from uh, Arizona, I'm pretty sure. It was like a late season. I think it was like a January coos. I got Nothing you. like he killed, though. Taylor Bullard killed a – oh, shoot. It was like 129, I think, 133, five, something like that, non-typical. Yeah. Oh, down in Arizona? Big, big for a coos. That's a huge coos deer. Yeah, it is. I, I've that's something that uh, I've only heard in legend about them. Those guys going out there and hunting and such, and watching uh, Randy Newberg and those guys go down there and tag they call out them the gray ghost. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know that's no, one thing no about about those deer. You know, like you know, whitetails can be groomed and you know farmed essentially you know by building the habitats and so can mule deer mule deer i mean they're killing giant mule deer on these irrigation you know with um, circles and stuff but like a coos deer like they're basically living on rocks like in the desert yeah in the desert like they don't you know they're, they're not manipulated by by man as much you know and i think that's pretty neat somebody kills one of those you know it's somewhere tough hunt Hard, very reclusive deer. A little more nostalgic. Yeah, I mm -hmm. like the really high alpine muleys too. You know, when you yeah, like Randy Om, you know he like they're up there. Like them deer have not fed on alfalfa fields. You know. Yes. So it's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I've gone. I've done some hiking through the Arizona territories there, and that is just it is not a fun. It's a very challenging hike because you're dealing with some very sharp rocks, and on top of that, too, dealing with cactus because you never know if you're gonna <laughs> fall forward or backwards. Then you got to run yeah. the risk of tarantulas, scorpions, and and western diamondbacks. So there's quite a a variety of things that can kill you out there next to next to the uh, the heat. Well, I never I never hiked in the heat, so I knew better than to go out there in that 110, 120 degree heat. <laughs> Is that is that one of you guys' bucket uh, bucket hunts out there? One of the, one of these days, Def, definitely on the list. But I I don't know how high it is, but it's on the list for sure. I'm more <laughs> the same type of terrain for the big muleys. I'd like to kill a desert muley. There you go. That's, so you got tags out there in uh, that's, Nevada. That's a bucket list type deer. Yeah. So when you well, Matt, when you go out to Oklahoma, have you guys have you ever thought about swinging back through Minnesota and, and Wisconsin and picking up a tag in those states? 
No, generally by the time we get done with Oklahoma, it's almost Thanksgiving and uh, the wives are pretty upset and yeah. they're ready for us <laughs> to get back. Well, yeah, I we're three you. or four weeks out. Oklahoma is generally anything normal. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really hard for me to travel other than like Pat, like really past Ohio or not even that far into Ohio. It's really hard for me to travel east too. Like I like going, you know, I like this to be almost as north as I go. And, you know, go a little bit east and then south and then west, you know. Um, but it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, just like our Kansas deal, you know, me and Matt put in for Kansas, you know, not really knowing what to expect. We both drew and we're like, well, I guess we need to find somewhere to hunt now. And I just hopped in a group. was like, hey, anybody want to let me and Matt come hunt and stay at your house? And like, you had we had three guys reach out to us, all guys I knew and stuff, but, um, so that'll be a different experience for us. You know, we, neither one of us have ever deer hunted in Kansas. He's turkey hunted Kansas, but, yeah. um, I've never deer hunted in Kansas. I gotcha. The reason why I bring up those two States, obviously one, uh, this is in my hometown home state. Oh, these are my home States, but the, they're cheap. They're cheap tickets or tags are mm-hmm. 160 bucks a piece. And wow. Yeah, so they're not that big a deal to bank and get in. The nice thing is you can buy bonus tags in both states and stuff like that. I live right here in the Mecca. I mean, Truffalo County, just north of me, and Buffalo County produce some of the biggest BNC yeah. uh, out there. So really right here in the in the whole mix of it. Plus, there's tons of uh, public land opportunities, like private land opportunities, so and farm management land. So you, there is a, a lot of good shots and shit, stuff like that to be able to – put yourself on an opportunity to get yourself a buck. So if you guys ever want to come up North, cause Wisconsin, depending on what County you're in, you can hunt all the way up until January 31st. Then obviously it's just like in Ohio and then Minnesota, they, they end on uh, December 31st. So there's a good chunk of opportunity. And our season literally opens up this weekend. Oh, wow. wow. That's yeah. great. That is yeah. So if a guy plans it out, right, you can get out to, to Colorado, Utah, Idaho, North Dakota, South Dakota, and then, and then finally hunt your own state. Mm. Yeah. I didn't realize they all, y'all opened that early. Yeah, we do. I wish we wish there was an opportunity where we could actually have a, a shot to be able to go after some velvet deer, but the closest yeah. we could do that is we have to go out to North Dakota and South Dakota. They start I, wish the every, I wish every state would open early. <laughs> why you is know? Kentucky the – why are you guys so lucky just, to be able to do that? It's been with Kentucky for a while, and, you know, Tennessee was kind of reacting to – and like I don't really know exactly that conversation, but they were seeing how much um, all the dollars that they're bringing in, you know. Um, so they're like, "Hey, we can do that too." Three day velvet season for Tennessee, you know. Yeah, I couldn't see why we can't do it either. I mean, we have an opportunity to yeah. do it. We have Labor Day You're weekend. velvet same time everybody else's is, so might as well <laughs> hunt them. Might as well, yeah, exactly. And then if you want, if they want to increase the price for that three days, like you know, people will be willing to pay it. Because especially to be able to get a Wisconsin buck that's in red velvet, I mean, who would want to pay a little bit more money to get have an op- opportunity to get after that? Yeah, I mean, in velvet, some people don't like them, but I mean, a lot of people they're just they're kind of a, a bucket list thing, you know. Just like you were talking about the coos, you know, that and and they're one of those deals though that like some of them you kill are super ugly, like the real tick infested uh, capes and ears and stuff, and then some of them you kill are just just absolutely gorgeous. Just uh, they're really pretty when they rock. when they're pretty, they're pretty. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Did you guys see that uh, beautiful caribou that shot up in Alaska from a guy from uh, uh, Utah? It's like uh-huh. something. Oh, just absolutely massive. You go through my Instagram feed. Uh, it's names Al uh, Andrew. I can't remember his last name, but just a massive. Was this buck. killed like early in August? Yeah, like yeah. early August. I, I saw that. that. Yeah, mega like oh. biggest caribou I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Standing right now, that's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was really cool looking. So, what do you guys got going on for some of your major sponsors this year? Because I know you guys got pretty much you guys got a a donated mount for pretty much every single state, and then you got some bows and stuff like that. But what else you guys got going on? Because the snowball has just been continuing getting bigger it, and bigger. It has. Um, so prizes in general, um, fifteen bows, different categories. Um, Everything from top team overall to top traditional team to top women's team. Uh, we've got some states that are sponsored. Um, we have. Uh, I like the ones for just being there. 
Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. We've got, we've actually. I think we actually may have another one coming up too. Maybe it, to double the amount of bows given away just for entries. Um, but yeah, you just enter a buck, and you're eligible to win a Matthews V3X. I mean, Ooh, that's gorgeous. that easy. I mean, you don't have to do any. You don't have to talk to anybody in the group or anything. You just enter. You sign your team. You know, you signed up. You know, before the end of August, you kill a six pointer. Submit it, and you're in the in the in the drawing. You know that that is pretty impressive. I think that's what mm-hmm. kind of what draws a lot of people to your your guys's um, contest because a it's free, b it's like you have these awesome contests to be able to get in there too as well. There's a bunch of new content. There's a bunch of new uh, product uh, developers out the uh, advanced outdoor technologies. They make the release holders for thumb releases. Then you got uh, the bow hitch has just been taking people by storm. The the bow spider. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of different people out there that are putting together some solid products to be able to reach out to and ask them to come on board. Yeah, um, you know, very early on, you know, the 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 number one, you know, complaint that we would hear or just, you know, the grumbling would be uh, we're you know, we I live in Alabama. I'll never I'll never my team will never beat a and beat an Iowa or a Kansas team or something, right? Yeah. And that, so that's why we set up the state stuff. You know, we, every state had, you know, I think we have 38 states that have a taxidermist and they have, there's other prizes too. Um, if you kill the biggest buck in your state. So in that prize itself, you're only competing against that state. And then we did have a handful of really nice traditional bucks come through. We had a couple one seventies, you know, getting entered. And I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Oh my, could you like, I mean, seven yards, you know, like, <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's and it's not like you know and i i feel like there are lots there's a lot lots of ranges with compound you draw anchor and get on your peep and you know and you're settled in you're automatic autopilot there's i don't think i would ever get autopilot with a recurve i mean like i mean it would probably be that five yard range at seven yard which you'd have to but you know how it is when you put your when your entire housing is all of its pinwheel, you know what I'm saying? On the deer, you can shoot with confidence, but like with like a, the recurve, it'd be kind of tough, but now that's, but and that's the thing, like, you know, we were looking at it and saying, okay, what's, you know, what's a different dial we can turn to, um, to have something for the guys that are, that are the trad guys. And see, there are some tra- traditional teams that are in less, you know, lesser known states for whitetail or just they're not known for big deer but the thing is their our traditional team could very easily win with a 120 average um because it's tough i mean it's tough to have three guys on your team uh, you know three uh, three man team to all kill a buck in general and then when you when you add Definitely. that traditional element yeah three solid bucks but um and the, another thing that we started this year uh we started the king of queens which there was, you know, there were several people wanting us to bring back the dough contest. Weighing the dough is a pain in the ass. Okay. Like it just is like, you know, remembering to do it, you know, it, what if you're deep, you know, what if you decided to pack in deep, you know, and saying you're going to pack the deer out, well, you don't have a scale for that deer and, you know, you're going to, you know, cut her up and stuff before you come out. And it's just, you know, so we are like, how do we do this? So we're just doing it just based off a North and a South region. And it's a it's an accumulation of does kind of thing, you know, how many does you kill for the year. And that thing has really took off. I and mean, we've got like twenty-five entries in that already this year. I didn't I yeah, it's a bunch. I bet we're like, gonna have like I mean, I don't know. Could we have over a thousand does entered? Maybe you know what this is, you know, you think about like when we when we traditionally kill does, you know, we don't start killing does really until later. It's easier, it's cold. Um, you know, we're yeah, done, we're, we're out of buck tags. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, you know, we're, and it's, and we do a lot of that, you know, hunting together and stuff like we'll both go somewhere or whatever. Um, but. Sit where you hear each other shoot. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, but That's really- the thing is you can stack up several days there where, you know, you're killing one every day or every other day. And that's way different than the buck hunt. Now, the buck hunting, you know, you'll see a spike, you know, right 
first two weeks of November that we'll have over 60, 70% of our deer entered in that, in those two, you know, from Halloween, you know, uh, until mid, you know, mid November, that's like 60, 70% of our deer buck entries. But then I just expect this, that dial to get turned up when you hit about Thanksgiving and guys are, you know, off work and they've already killed their buck and they ain't probably ain't hunting in a week or so. And they're like, I'm going to go shoot something. I'm going to go shoot something for the King of Queen, go smash two does, you know, one night. And I, I think, I mean, it would be a very tall order just because it's kind of a niche thing. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not really, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody wants to shoot a buck. Right. But like, I could see some guys contributing eight, 10, 12 does very easily. And like, totally turn this thing up and trying to like, I, it would be really neat to see more does than bucks entered. I think that'd be really cool. I that think it's be. very possible. Yeah, very it possible. is. I mean, you, you already know you're going to kill more does than bucks. Generally speaking. Yeah, I mean, you, you'll kill, you know, between five and seven, whatever bucks. And then, um, you know, if and you, you know, just like I do, if you're tied with bucks and does, you're going to go shoot another doe just to do it. <laughs> You know, but yeah, yeah, but there's, yeah, there's, uh, there's going to be some different contributions there. And I like it because, um, there, there, there is literally no pressure, you know, as far as like your, um, you know, there, there's no ground shrinkage or anything, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you shoot, it's, it's a doe and it's a doe, you know, unless it's a shed yeah. buck or something crazy, you know, but um it's no it's it's pretty cool and we had some guys step up to run that um and it's nice to see some new guys stepping up and doing some stuff you know wanting to take advantage. you know there's when we have a bow we have uh, a list of prizes for each region on that stuff we have a bow on each winner of each region this year and then we've got then we got like seven prizes in each region i mean it's crazy how many prizes are in this thing you know and it's neat too because no matter what kind of hunter you are, you know, you would literally have to be just like, Hey, Hey, I'm going to shoot first deer I see. And then I'm not hunting no more, you know, or something, you know, like, but no matter what kind of hunter you are, you can compete in one of the one facet of this contest and meet other like-minded hunters. You see what I'm saying? Like you probably could, you know, some of these doe guys are probably going to connect in some way and just, talk back and forth because and they're like-minded because they're going to shoot a lot of does i've already had a guy reach out to me from ohio talking about trading out late season doe hunts yeah why not <laughs> yeah that'd be uh, fun i mean we fire down on them come december ish you know oh I mean, my we gosh yes. day, you know yeah. so you know and, he, and of course it'll probably turn into us trading out bucks and stuff but he's like and he, he messaged me and asked me about it. He said, man, you want to come up here and we'll, we'll smash some does and I'll come down there and do the same. Yeah, why not? And, you know, I'm like, sure, go ahead, you know. I'm down. He kills big deer too, you know. And yeah. We'll, so it end up, you know, mm-hmm. you know, if you become friends, you know, just another place to go, you know. And it, Absolutely. It's, same that, for that him too, you know. It's just, is, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's the best kinds of, you know, relationships and stuff. Yeah, that's, that, that that'd be fun. Throw a new dough. Throw. I, I can just see us doing like some stupid stuff, like doing like a weekend challenge. Like, hey, we're gonna bucks have like slowed down. All right, we got a night. Some some cold weather coming across the country because it's hitting everybody the same way, right? Say, all right, everybody's still open. Let's you know, let's break. Call your teams out in this thread. Winning teams gonna win hats or something. I could just see us just smashing a bunch of those one weekend as a as a group. Be funny. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it can go a lot of different directions. Oh, definitely. Especially if you want to throw in those oddity challenges, like who can shoot the most rabbits or the most squirrels, <laughs> or even if you if you're if you're really challenging, go after some uh, pheasants or even some yeah. grows if you get close to them. But having those little oddball things, because remember last year Trev did his uh, with, the, with the outdoor drive podcast. He did his uh, squirrel competition, and that that worked really well. I remember a lot of that. That fun. was a big hit. Yeah. yeah. That was a big hit. Like I didn't, I like I was seeing all these pictures of measured squirrels. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and like, yeah, and, I, and, and finally I caught on to it, and I was like, was, I was too late in to to get going with it. But I was like, that's really like, there's a bunch of people. Like mm-hmm. every state, it seemed like participated. It and doesn't it take a lot of land to go squirrel hunting. 
Yeah, it doesn't take a lot of land to go squirrel hunting. Oh, no, it doesn't. Yeah. You can do a lot of squirrel hunting from your, your backyard. Back porch, yeah. 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 The, the only stipulation bird, is you have to use a bow. Bird feeder. Get the bird feeders going. Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> or if you're, or if you're in a state that baits is like you just let up, just watch the squirrel just oh, come to your pile. That's not yeah. called a novelty shot. So, so whoever shoots the biggest yeah. squirrel in your state, there you go. Uh, there's a, there's a new idea for you guys to throw it out there because there, now <laughs> it can throw in kids in that matter. Yeah. Now, do you guys have any all kids teams this season? We Several. do. We do. We don't. Um, you know, we have lots of women's teams and lots of youth teams. We don't really track anything until they enter deer, start entering deer, you know, like, um, but yeah, I mean, we've got like in our, in our form, we've got it broke out, you know, you're, are you a male or female? Are you, are you, um, under the age of 16? Um, were you on public ground? You know, we've got a public ground bow that we're giving away this year. A go wilds doing that for us. Um, you know, uh, was this a traditional or a compound bow? I mean, we've got several little subcategories. So, um, no, but it's it's going to – I mean, like I said, man, there's – I mean, our leader of the entire contest right now for Bucks um, is a female. So that's the first deer she's ever entered with us. So, hey. 187.28. He, he's going to stay up there pretty high, too. Yeah, he'll. Oh, it ain't yeah, like, he'll be it ain't like she's the first state that opened and she killed a one twenty five. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah he'll I mean, be up he, there for a while. Stay um, up there. Yeah. yeah, I mean we we'll always have a two hundred entered. You know, you know every year we'll have at least one or two. We we may have five entered this year, but um, but yeah, should, that buck will be up there for a while. Um, you know that buck's in our. I say that buck is in our top probably our top 20 of all time too so wow that's yeah, impressive yeah. he's a sure. big deer it's maybe top 25 but he's big and Definitely. yeah he's got i mean he's got like i think it was like eight um like an eight almost an eight inch mass measurement that's, on one of his sides is like that wow I had yeah. another guy ask me about him today he's like you don't look that big i'm like zoom in and look at the mass on that deer yeah it's i've got insane. some different they did they on that buck they probably did better jobs sending us measurement pics and videos than any deer we've ever had entered. Like, I mean, they were like very specific on their, on their angles. And then they showed us the main bin measurement, you know, they started and they rolled around the, the thing. I, mean, I thought they did a really good job with it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're growing and it's, it's definitely got its own growing pains, but, um, but it's, I mean, things are falling into place. We've got some awesome people helping us now. Um, so it's, it's, you know, definitely freed, you know, freed me up for sure. Oh, definitely. Especially with having your first son. It's like, you just all, all sort. you're just with your first year. It's like you're going, you're always going a mile a minute or a million miles a minute just because of all the things that are going on. And it's like, it's amazing how everything has worked out for you guys. Yeah. People step up. So it's good. Yeah, and Matt's bit Matt. We decided to remodel a house right before deer season started, so yeah. <laughs> he's been doing that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome, guys! I'm, I'm I'm really happy that you get things are kind of working out for you guys. It's um this season for myself. It's like we've we've seen a a, a nice growth in listenership reach as well. Uh, and but just getting out there and being more uh, in the face of everybody mm -hmm. that's been a, it's been very rewarding and uh i got a i got a, next week got a podcast coming out with chris ham on the hj usa then then he's also in the works of doing an, a hj sports podcast as well so i'm looking it's gonna it should be pretty cool for it to have one of you guys get on there now if you if you have a veteran that actually ends up doing something let us let chris know because i'm sure it'd be a great way to get on get uh, that veteran to have an opportunity to talk to him as well i got yeah, four he, or five right now that i know that would be oh, good yeah. guess fantastic yeah because chris the way he's a great cause he does uh we went we went and hung out with chris one weekend at one of his veteran shoots and uh i guess it was last summer wasn't it ben it was yes. yeah. yeah and it, it was a great time uh just just great people great cause uh i spent a lot of money at just just donating to it while i was there and it, it was like i, I 
I really appreciate what he does. It was a, a really cool thing. I, I just thought we was going to a bow shoot, you know, and it, it turned into something that, you know, kind of touched you a little bit, you know, see how much work they go into trying to help the veterans. Did you guys watch the, the most recent honor flight video that came out here at the end of August? I watched it with my dad, but I've not seen the latest one. Yeah, it's really good. He, he debuted it at the, the, uh, uh, banquet the whitetail is a limited hj banquet there in uh, wisconsin there and it's, uh-huh. it's very powerful there's this one scene in that'll they'll register with you where the veteran comes up and he comes to a statue and it's like i served with her and it will hit your heartstrings like you wouldn't believe and being there being present that he they did present the honor flight with a check to pay for one of the flights it taught it cost 70 grand just to ship out uh, 100 vets and they were, we were able to hit that goal and, and plus more to roll on to the next year. And there's some going to be some exciting things for coming for next year. I got to go shoot um, one of Iowa's shoot courses there, and that was really nice. And I'm going to definitely put my two cents in for Crystal. Consider that one right there. Even, it'll even tell them, like, you drive this lacrosse. I will drive the rest to go shoot this course because it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Then uh, – Tyson Trunkhill with uh, the dustoff project, he's really stepped it up. Where now, pretty much every event, there's been a bow donated to a veteran that's a need to get him. Yeah, get we, we out. met him at that shoot as well. He's mm-hmm. a great, yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really cool guy. Yeah, definitely. If you for whoever decides to like for what the winners and stuff like that, these new bows that are coming through, and if they have a don't a bow they want to donate, don't hesitate to let them know, like, hey, reach out to Tyson because it'd be great to put that uh, put a bow into somebody else's hands because it's been really taken off for him. It's been a great win for him. A lot of work has gone into and things have been really paying off. Awesome. You guys gonna be able to make it out to, to next year for one of the shoots? Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll pro- we'll probably swing up there. Through one, yeah. a lot. we've both been had an incredible amount of stuff going on this year. Yeah. I barely even turkey hunted this year. I hunted like six times, I think. Did you did you tag out? No, I didn't shoot any. I didn't even never drew my bow. Yeah, I I I scouted for all up until one up until um, uh, Mother's Day weekend where where I was for my week and nothing. I was so quiet. I had my decoys out. I was squawking. Nothing. How about you, man? Did you did you get your uh, you get another three or four birds this year? I just killed one. Like I said, I bought a house in January and uh, basically spent the last six months uh, making it like we wanted, kind of our dream home. Uh, hopefully forever, you know. Uh, well, until I move out west. But anyway, <laughs> well, congratulations, man. That's a big win. House, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that is something that we've been figuring out too. Like if if we if uh, once my daughter hits uh, eighteen, we're we're going to go mobile. We're we're gonna we're gonna try to take advantage of uh, what we have in this great country to go out and do some small game hunting. Like my idea is to go down to Arizona and get some javelina, go get after some fowl because July January down there in Arizona is just oh, yeah. a prime state for small game, go after jackrabbits and stuff. It's just the stories that I've heard that the way uh, Randy Newberg brags about it down there, why it almost cost him his, uh, his CPA career. It's on, it's uh, it's underrated. Yeah, we had, we had a mule deer hunt planned uh, down there in January of the year that COVID hit and we've never made it back yet. So we got to get that schedule back, get, get on that. So mm-hmm. definitely. No, did with that outfit? Do you was it uh, OTC or are you drawn for it? Yeah, yeah, OTC. Yeah. So you guys, yeah, were you guys just, gonna... just friends when people we knew down there, you know, that were kind of in the know already, you know, and and just just knowing you can go hunt something uh, a deer that's rutting in January, you know. Yeah, that's, that's that in that's, itself. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> that's really cool. That it is. That it is, guys. Um. So what's going, what's next for you guys on your, on your plate of things you want is going to want to get accomplished for this, for the upcoming next season. Shoot more deer. Yeah. <laughs> kill a bunch of deer. Yeah. We're well, in killing, we're in we killing kill time now. Yeah. yeah. You got one, you got them new stickers handy, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got some. Got yeah. the We Kill Deer stickers. We're going to get them, got, get them out there. I got to put them on the website so everybody can get them. But yeah, we're, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like I was telling, uh, I had some drawings that I needed to do. We had some uh, drawings for reaching, you know, when we passed a thousand teams. So I was like, hey, we need, I had some prizes and stuff to do drawings for. 
well, I hunted Tennessee velvet, then I hunted Kentucky velvet weekend, the opening weekends. And I just told the guys like, look, I'm not, when we're in deer season now, I get around to it. I'll always make sure it happens. I was like, but deer season comes first before the bow hunting league. Like it's, I'm trying to hunt. I've got to kill stuff. My, you know, we, we talked about it. It was like the second year. I think we were doing it. I was still doing everything on my own, you know, just doing the scoreboard. We were walking in to one of our public ground spots and I had some drama going on with somebody's score. They're bitching about something. And Matt's like, Matt's like, you know, you can turn that off and like delete everything and just forget about it until, you know, whenever, never look at it again. I was like, I agree. And then we went, went deer hunting. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I had to figure out how to compartmentalize things to where that, you know, when we start, when, like put it on the list, but don't worry about it until I have, it's convenient for me, you know, but and especially now with the kid, so yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, especially yeah. if it's, it's uh, since it's not monetized, it's tougher to be able to dedicate that full time, or even to mm-hmm. find somebody to do it. Now it's like you're you're. I see the next evolution for you guys would be figuring out how to develop an app for it. Yeah, you know, people. You know, to be honest with you, I can't stand damn apps. I hate having more apps on my phone. I think if we were able to do something like that was unique and, and brought a lot of value. Um, but I, I think just using what's free right now into where we can reach people in all these little channel circles, you know, essentially we have broke off from our dependency on one or two apps, right. You know, cause we're on our website, everybody's got a browser on their phone, you know, just the internet's not going anywhere. You know, websites aren't aren't going anywhere, so we've got but that. Facebook but yeah. can sure shut us down. You know. Yeah, they. You know, so, they. They. You know. Yeah. The Facebook only thing can, I do see an app might sometime in the future, kind of like the, some of the states do, just simply you know upload your eight pictures and your deer, and it kind of filters things for us, maybe. Yeah. You know that that'd be the only thing is is entries. You know, besides that, I, well, I, right I now agree, with I our, agree with you there. Yeah, like with our form. You know, that, and I, I was thinking it was going to be a heavy amount of workload, but like with our form now, you know, because they had to put the state that it's get, yeah, gets yeah. killed in, it helps, car, you know, categorize these things for filter, him. And filter. Yeah, it like filters things down to, you know, yeah. this chunk or this chunk. So, but it's, but yeah, we're, we're, yeah, it, it would be, uh, be hard to, develop a $150,000 app without some kind of investment or something. But, and <laughs> st- even, even that, like, you know, what did, you know, what is it, you know, what, what value are we going to be able to bring with that? You know, there's, there's so many hunting apps out there now. Like you look at, I mean, there's uh deer cast, there's go hunt. It's got one Onyx, um, a base map. Uh, there's, yeah. kind of, there's Spartan so many, orders, I mean, yeah, and and they've got forums in them. Yeah, they've got form. You know, Go Wild's got an app. They've got forums in them, and then they're doing that the maps too. And and like, I'm just like, I don't want to. I I don't ever like following what somebody's done before. So like, we would have to figure out how to like really make it unique. So, but yeah, no, I I you know, it's kind of one of the things. You know, we don't. If you don't have an incredible amount of structure, you know, uh, if you have the opportunity, you know, and we, we have the opportunity and it's pretty, and it's very easy to participate. The, the group itself, the hunters, the guys that are participating themselves are generating all the content and they're driving this, you know, like, it's just kind of like, it's just its own animal and it's driving itself. So we're just kind of kind of try to steer it one direction or another, but we can't stop where it's going. We're just going to let it keep going. So, but it's, that is, it's that's a good been pretty neat. Yeah. I don't blame it for doing that. After listening to your, your explanation for it, it makes you sense to, just to keep it where it's at, unless you decide to partner up with an app, but it's like, even yeah, still, you, yeah. need to, you need to have an opportunity where it's going to be all database, everything. I think uh, like toxin has their app that came out and these he's trying to build something where it's trying to be club centered. So this way, then it, it gives people an opportunity to find out the clubs that are in your area. Cause a lot of the, uh, a lot of clubs are dying off, but they need to bring in that fresh blood and then trying to figure out a way to market to it. And with Facebook and Instagram, we all know that they, they provide that censorship. 
it's been difficult for them to get, try to grab that new, the younger blood. And then also top of the two, you got to try to deal with the, uh, the old ones that don't want the club to change type scenario. So they're that probably like be one of the easiest ones to work with because it's like, they're already gathering all the data. Now it'd just be easy to put all the stuff in there and then drop pins. But yeah, I don't, I would, I would probably push that off on the back burner anyways. That is not a priority. Cause then, then now you have to figure out some way to pay for that and, and if you're not doing enough uh, retail or merchandise sale, there's no sense in trying to reinvest yeah, I mean, that money or something. You know, that's what you know. You, you know, we give we give an incredible amount of stuff away. And exactly. Um, you know, and I, I'm throwing free stuff in here all the time into like even when guys would win a product from somebody else, I'll throw free stuff in there, and then I'm paying for the shipping. And like, but my thought would be it's always better to invest back into the group itself because, you know, you're going to get more value out of that than to developing some other product that maybe may or may not, you know, um, I could see us doing a, a group, uh, a group shoot or something like that. Sometime like a, like a summer get together kind of thing. Um, I think that could be really big. We've did, we've done a handful of them and they've been real successful. I mean, we had, we did one, the first Turkey, uh, league we did, there was, our group was like 1200 then. And we had like 60 people show up at this thing. That's yeah. Totally and, good. and, and that, yeah. And that, and that, that was like 2019 or something like yeah, I mean, it's a long time ago. And I say long time. It feels like a long time ago. It does. And, uh, but we've come a long way since then. So yeah, what could we do now? Like what you know, if we had a little bit we'd more, almost, we'd almost need to do like regional, you know, like we yeah type situation. Yeah, you, but you can start with yeah, you can start with one and see how it goes, and kind of do the feelers and see who you know what area. You know, I think realistically, I think Oklahoma, even though it is a big state. Um, I think we have uh, Oklahoma is hands down our fastest growing state. We have oh, yeah, more prizes coming out of there. Um, they went from being like the 16th, 17th uh, number of entries in 2020 to like third last year, third or fourth. Um, they're blowing up. And, and there's, um, um, there's, we've got a lot of, but the thing is We're we have no Oklahoma. market share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But well, I'm just saying like the guys that are that we have no market share in any state, though, even though like our number one state is Kentucky. Still, we're only having, you know, we don't we don't have enough entries there to have market share. You know, we need a 100 times more to to where we, I feel like we have an impact, you know, like we're getting enough people from Kentucky. So saying all that, I think we can do some more group things, um, some more in face, you know, in person type things. Um, but, but yeah, just keep doing what we're doing. That is, uh, yeah, that's a great, great approach for that. I know, um, the OKS hunter, they did their first kickoff for the, they did a uh, small invite for their hunting, but it's like, you could always partner up with HJ USA or work with, uh, what is it? The boys there, the working class bow hunter. Those guys throw on a shoot every once in a while too. I'm just kind of yeah. partner up with one of those. Just yeah, kinda... I went to their shoot this year. Yeah, down there in Illinois, they had 150, 200 guys at their shoot. I mean, they had quite a few there, and it was fun. We had they had a, um, it was a, they had a they picked up a bar a bar tab too at the end of the thing, so it was nice and um, it was cool. I mean, that's that. Those are the kinds of things I think, you know, I could see happening. You know, you have these small groups doing those things versus, uh, you know, some of your larger, more traditional things that are kind of like, eh, like just more commercialized. You know, people want to just be themselves. They don't want to have to fit in some kind of mold, you know, just be themselves and come and do their own thing. But, yeah, OKS did their uh, – they did the Foam Fest. Yes. Yes, they did. They just did that. Um I think it was just, it was last, it was month, last weekend. Yeah. It was Sometime. the last weekend of August. It was the same yeah. weekend that, uh, HJ had yeah. there. So the downside is it rained all weekend. It sucked. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 right. it, at least with, at least with, uh, where I went with the uh, Custer, Wisconsin, they have a 40 yard indoor range. So we were able to at least be able to do a scramble of the afternoon on Saturday and still, you still be able to shoot at least 
I think it was 29 targets you could shoot indoors. So it, they made it work. That's cool. Then yesterday, then Saturday, yeah, it rained I mean, all day. You, you can you can put your hard-earned money knowing that our whatever get-together we do will be far and away from any type of hunting we can be doing at that time. Oh, yeah. Most um, of, we won't. Yeah. I don't expect anything to cross. I mean, I could see us doing something in the spring just because turkeys, you know, a little bit easier to hunt. You know, the turkey rut's a little different. But, um, but yeah, nothing, nothing as far, you know, anything close to the velvet or, or anything close to big time hunting weather. I mean, in it, when, when it opens, you know, now, I mean, we're hunting weather systems, you know, until, until we get into the rut and stuff, you know, like you have a good weather, weather front come in, open a weekend, you got a good, good enough chance to kill one then as you do anytime, if you know where they're at. And, um. But anyway, man, Matt's got a uh, Tennessee opening here pretty soon. Are you going to do Tennessee first? Or are you going to go to Ohio again early? Well, that's what I was telling the guy today. I said if it's weather like today, it was 56 when I got out of the house this morning. Yeah. And then like a high 70 all day. So if it's like that, I'll probably be in Ohio. <laughs> but unless yeah, something crazy sure. shows up here in the next three weeks, you know. So Yeah. I know here in the Midwest, we're cooling down here yeah. in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Well, generally, generally opening, it's, we don't, you know, in Tennessee, it's, it's hot. I mean, generally September is yeah. just incredibly hot. I mean, like as hot as y'all ever see, you know, and then the humidity as well. And, you know, I'll have some big deer, but I mean, the likelihood of me killing a big one open the weekend is pretty slim when it's that kind of hot and they're out of velvet, you know, it, it's, that hard horn and that testosterone changes everything. It's it's a big deal. Yeah. That is certainly true. Uh, yeah, that's definitely the fact with that. I'm hoping we're it's going to be a, a decent year. So the only thing that I've, I've noticed that uh, is that when it comes down to uh, New York is trying to be passing through a um, – no, granted, it doesn't affect bull hunting, but it does affect uh, gun hunters and stuff like that. Because they're 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 requ- New York is requesting credit card companies to go ahead and start creating a weapons code, an ammunition code. And I'm assuming it's probably going to trickle down in the archery world too, where you're going to have if you're buying a new bow or archery. So they're purposely going through and going to be uh, being able to do that stop payment. It's 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 a very interesting time to be going with. And I blew some people's mind when it came down to it, like. Uh, Bill Gates buying up. I think it's like he's up to two hundred seventy thousand acres now between. Uh, pretty much uh, going out the way to Illinois. I'm not sure if he's bought anything out there in Ohio, but these they're buying a bunch of land. So it's going to definitely play a role in that aspect. Knowing Iowa, he bought 67,000 yeah. acres, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Nebraska, Nebraska, he really cleaned house in there, but there's a lot of um, natural aquifers underneath Nebraska, freshwater. So they're buying all that up really rapidly. So we're, there are going to be some climate issues. That's we're there's going to be some uh, man-made issues. We're going to have to deal with. Yeah, Jeff, you totally lost me. I feel like you talked about four different topics right there. I did. I did really talk about those different topics. But those <laughs> hey, are things that you can – We're talking about hydrology and – Let's leave politics <laughs> and, and and all that out, out, yeah. outside. Let's go deer hunting. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, that's right. The, the only downside yeah, is we got to pay in. attention to it. Yeah. My blood, my blood pressure is doing really good right now. Let's don't get too excited. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah, yeah I gotta, it's deer season, man. It is. I am definitely looking forward to this season. This is going to be a very uh, fast-paced one. I'm hoping to be able to tag out soon and uh, hopefully the, before the rut here in Wisconsin and jump over to Minnesota and get one there because it's, like I said, 160 bucks, Very cheap. There you go. And people are complaining about it. It's like it's, it should be more expensive yeah. for non-res. I mean, sometimes, you know, it, it. sometimes you can get overran with, with cheap opportunities, you know, yeah. so, and can yeah. make a you can love it to death, as Steve Ranella would say. So that is true. We've also seen an uptick in doe tags too. Like some some counties here, you can go from uh, two, three, four doe tags to your one buck, and it can be. Uh, people are not not quite confident in the DNR here, so we believe the numbers are actually higher than they should be. But we we, we just kind of go off of what people show us in their in their trail cam. So now, um, have you guys had any entries from over in Europe? Would you ever consider adding those to your, the fallow deer or any particular? 
species from the overseas? That's I'd say we'll we're gonna stay with North American uh, native species. You know, and we've had some. Um, you got the Sitka up in Maryland and up in there. You know, they've got those, and then, um, but we don't we don't recognize those or anything because it's just too different. You know, what's so cool about muleys, whitetail, coos, black de- black tail? You know, they're all based off the off the same scoring system, so we're able to make adjustments for each subspecies and. And, you know, so, but now we're just going to stick to native uh, North American deer. Okay. Cause um, they were all the same species at one time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So with the Sitka, that, that that's actually not, uh, that was, uh, the, the, that species was brought in. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was the case or not. Cause I've, I've never had really any, any interest in Sitka. So. They're like shooting German shepherds well, with little, little antlers. <laughs> yeah. They sound yeah. like an and they're elk. Just, they're in like a real they're in like a real small region. Like it's yeah, like it's, right around Chesapeake Bay area. Real niche, right real niche, niche ecosystem. Yeah. They like swamps, marsh, marshy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw what was it Rinella and uh, was it not? It wasn't Giannis, but they went out there when when muzzle hunting right. for them. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah. I ain't saying I wouldn't go shoot some. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd shoot it. Yeah, I'd go oh, shoot some. We're trying not be... to clutter the contest up, I guess, would be a good way to put it, Jeff. Yeah. You know, just kind of keep it, keep it simple. That makes yeah. sense. I would, yeah, uh, the Jeff... method. <laughs> <laughs> yes, keep it simple. Yeah. Silly. Now, uh, do you guys going to do anything for like um... – since you guys have these opportunities to see all kinds of different d- deer, are you going to put anything together for like a cook-off contest or anything like that, submitting a, a recipe? I not done any re- recipe stuff. I've tried to get – we've got a couple guys that are like hard – which Matt does a lot of – I mean, he cooks a lot of deer meat and stuff, but we got some guys that are doing some more like um, chef-style cooking. I've told them like, hey, when you're doing this stuff, especially in the off-season, the summer and stuff, I'm like, hey, post your recipe up. Do a little video, go live, whatever. It don't matter. I mean, I like seeing different, trying different stuff out, but yeah. hadn't anybody really jump at the, you know, jump at the chance. Um, I do follow a couple of uh, cooking uh, guys. Um, you got uh, Hunt Chef. He's, he's does a lot. You ever watch him? Oh, yes. He does a oh, lot yeah. of neat stuff. Yeah. He does. I, he cooks a lot of, he's got a lot of like different ways he prepares stuff. Um, but, yeah, I've, you know, like I said, I don't really – I hadn't had anybody jump on, on the gun and say, hey, I want to start doing this. But I definitely have uh, picked up the uh, smoking torch. I've, my wife got me for Father's Day was a smoker, so I have been uh, doubling nice. down on it and really expanding my horizons for it. It's been a, it's been a blast. Oh, it's like always gets me curious what other people come up with when it comes down to different cuts of meat because it's, yeah, it's so much fun. Is in, venison is incredible. Venison's incredible on the smoker. Oh, I mean, sick. it's great. Remember, remember uh, Mosley cooking that sh- that shoulder. We cooked a whole that, ham half off of that of ham or something. In the, yeah, yeah, that was good. It's really oh, good. Yeah, I love cook uh, smoking up. Um, I did my first uh, deer neck here in twenty uh, twenty twenty twenty. Actually, we yeah, it's we cut we cut it off. One of the guys that I helped help them teach them how to butcher shot it, shot the deer in the neck. And it's like, it was, it would, so we had to do a lot of uh, surgery to remove everything out of it. But by the time we we're all done with it, we were able to actually just, we'd like, well, we could cut this up. We're going to leave this one big chunk of meat. So we let it brine for 30 hours and we threw it in the smoker for, oh, till it was one, till it hit uh, 135. And man, it was just fire. It was absolutely delicious. Sounds oh. like, yeah. Oh yeah, and, and the neck uh, meat absorbs so rapidly. I think uh, it's it's can be under under um, underappreciated for what it has to offer. I mean, I grilled up uh, a good old look like a London broil for how big it was, and I flayed it all. I cut it all out, and then I put it in barbecue sauce, let it marinate for about twenty four hours in the fridge, and just and did a vacuum put it um, vacuum seal it. Then I just filled the whole thing with barbecue sauce and sealed it back up and threw it back there and did that low and slow for about four four to six hours and uh, barbecued based it throughout the day. Kept it right at 200 degrees, man. Yeah. It turned out so delicious. Yeah. As long as you, as long as you don't cook it too hot, you know, most people don't, 
yeah. understand that just because it's a lean meat, you know, just like chicken, you know, you, you get it hard and tough. It's the same situation. It's kind of hard to screw yeah, in it. Exactly. It's always good. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. overcooked a backstrap. Well, Jeff, Jeff, I'm getting summoned. Oh, again, yep, summoned I'm from getting summoned to the other room. So, yeah. All right. So, well, thanks, hey, thanks for having, having me on, man. Yeah, Happy birthday, too. Matt. Yeah. Appreciate it. That's where I'm headed is to birthday dinner here in just a second. Definitely, Matt. Oh, happy birthday. You, enjoy, you guys enjoy your night. Thank you for uh, spending your night with me for a bit. Yeah, appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, man. See you. Definitely. Bye-bye. Talk to you guys later. Bye.